0: you're my boy blue you're my boy
1: old school coming up next all right welcome back to nerd is the new cool i'm justin with me as always is my good friend mr john lambert hello everybody good to see you man um yeah so I'm pretty pumped to be talking about what we might have to argue as being one of the last great comedies of our time. Um, we can we'll, we'll we'll debate that in a second but we can, yeah. We're talking about it's, old school the 20th anniversary. Is it shocking certainly. to you that this has been 20 years since the yeah. movie came out?
0: Yes. And I would I would add on to what you just said as far as like the greatest comedy of this specific genre there's been some obviously there's some bit some good comedies but like in this my in the microcosm of like early 2000s there was just a a certain style of comedy that was coming out and this may have been the greatest of those well let's so i got a pretty good list
1: here i I was i was kind of sitting around thinking about like you know unfortunately we just don't have these kind of comedies anymore um they don't i don't don't think you
2: don't think you can
1: (laughs) yeah uh And and like, listen, there are some things that are problematic and we can talk about that later on when I talk about what's what's canceled. But I just don't think people make movies like this that that are just fun, that are just fun. They're silly. They're over the top. And and like there's so many parts that like even like the physical comedy of like when Weensy like throws the brick off the off the roof. And, you know, it's one thing to have it like hit the ground and it but to have him get completely yanked over the off the roof
0: right and see I mean, his bare ass yeah
1: suspension of disbelief it <sighs> just it's so stupid and silly but that's i i like chuckled at it i was like this isn't even funny but i i think it but it you know what i mean like it's not even like a clever joke it's just like
0: just kind of like gross. well uh, will fairgillian lit on fire like as the mascot like <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> that's not funny at all but you but don't funny.
1: like people don't <laughs> people don't consume media like this anymore where they they take it seriously or too seriously or they would be like oh that's not realistic or whatever the fuck they make excuses for why these things can't be like just silly and fun anymore you know what i mean no we've lost our sense of humor i mean we really have so so i, I like that you brought up like this this time like there are some I, I think that like this is a time period of you've got vince vaughn you've got will ferrell um and and then it's like the, and like it's other brat pack right yeah and there's other people like obviously around them but i, I think Like early 2000s until I got a couple on here that are maybe like mid to late 2000s that are kind of still embracing this comedy. Because then because these guys kind of transition into then you start seeing like Seth Rogen and you start seeing Jonah Hill and you start seeing like Danny McBride and those guys, they kind of carry the torch for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But but I don't know that that I don't know if there's a group like when we talk about recasting later, I don't know. I had a really
0: hard time thinking. There there isn't. There isn't that group of guys like like you were talking about, like with like. Farrell, Wilson, like those guys, and then, you know, the later people like Seth Rogen and James Franco and those guys, like yeah. there isn't that group. Today, I could be out of touch. There's a decent chance that I am out of touch. There's probably less of a chance that you're out of touch. But yeah, there isn't that group. So, yeah, recasting was a lot of like it was a lot of individuals and not like an ensemble that you could just pluck and just stick in here and it would work.
1: Yeah. well, I, yeah. That, Actually, I, I I'm going to argue that I, I have one ensemble that that's, that's my only recasting, but we'll get to that later on.
0: So let's talk about,
1: Perfect. so like, okay, here's the run. I, I kind of started with dodgeball is dodgeball in 2004. And in that same year, you've got Euro trip and you've got anchorman, which again, this is, this, this is all, this is Vince Vaughn. This is Will Ferrell, those guys doing, doing their work. Then you got Wedding Crashers, still Vince Vaughn, 2005. 40-year-old <laughs> version.
0: And the other Wilson,
1: yeah. And the other Wilson, right. Uh, you got 40-year-old <laughs> version, which is 2005 as well. So, you know, obviously Steve Carell in there. Um, I put Borat, even though it's not really the same genre, but it is kind of like a... it's, But it's that kind of risk.
0: shock humor kind of, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now then we start seeing like a transition slightly. We've got Knocked Up in 2007 you got super bad in yeah, Step Brothers in 2008 and then the hangover in 2009 and, and then after that it's kind of like i mean there's a hit or miss there's this in the end and some other things but like kind of these kind of movies just aren't being made anymore i mean
0: right and you've got like the hangover sequels but they progressively just kind of yeah, decrease yeah I mean, in quality even so. like one of my
1: favorites like the breakup like that i think that might be like i know vince Vaughn's done other things but that that's like the last great thing that i think he did and that wasn't even very well received so no i think we kind of start seeing a unfortunately like just a really like a you know a decrease in these kind of movies i uh, maybe we'll get it and i think it was
0: it's probably a It can probably be attributed to a cultural shift
1: yeah well,
0: let's talk about the run of will
1: ferrell and vince vaughn so will ferrell and, and i don't want to go over his whole entire we'll talk about like his entire filmography later on but in in two years, in 2003, he does this. Then he does Elf, Anchorman 2004, and uh, Wedding Crashers in 2005. That's a fucking, that is a, a good murderer's row of, like, that that is a, that is a good run. Movies. And then Vince Vaughn has a similar, a couple of these movies are, I mean, obviously this one as well. Wedding Crashers as well in 2005. He does be cool in 2005, which I personally like. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, he does the breakup in 2006. And then he starts kind of doing some more dramatic roles. I think he's in, I, don't, I think Psycho might be before this, but then he, he's in that, uh, what's that TV show on HBO? Um, uh, True Detective.
0: Um, was he? He was in, yeah. He's in season two of that. Yeah, Which was the worst season, so it sucks for him. But, yeah. but both of <laughs> those guys have like a run of about
1: two or three years that are just <clears throat> fucking crazy and iconic. Um Yes you still again you don't see number one you don't see people producing movies as quickly anymore um i mean to be in this and elf in the same year for will ferrell and then for uh vince vaughn being Be cool and wedding crashers also in 2005 like i mean they just don't knock them out like this anymore um and they also just don't like i said they don't
0: produce them sad no they don't it's unfortunate well and and we need to talk about you know, being able to bang these movies out, like they were probably, they were, they don't strike me as terribly difficult to write. Cause it's this, I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like a premise, but it's like, it's the same genre of comedy. So it's probably like, and they probably had these ideas in their head. And it was, yeah, that's a good idea. Go do it. And then, you know, you're, you're, you know, finishing a script in a month. And then it's, mm-hmm. all right, go. And build again, building on the success of like this group, it's like, yeah make us another one this was a wild success go out and do it again all right now go out and do it again like studios were probably like chomping at the bit for striking while the iron was hot with these types of movies and they were just pushing them keep going keep going find us another one find us another one find us another one say well, yeah. guys just keep it's going a, <clears throat> it's not like movies now where
1: they've got i mean it's it's a massive production scale with all the cgi and then editing And I, right I, like
0: I, you mean, might fi- you might film it and Three months but then it's in a year and a half in post-production
1: right and these yeah. movies you know these movies didn't take more than a month to film <laughs> i mean they're and not a lot of time to edit either <laughs> no no and even even like the, if you think about the amount of sets that happen in this in this film i mean what i mean we got basically a house on campus we've got like a couple different like different spots like on campus that are like really quick cuts like a gym you got the track and then you've got yeah. a couple a
2: houses field.
0: Yeah, another come, a, an office.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they pretty much used one college campus and, like, three or four homes, and that's, like, the mm-hmm. end of the – I'm not saying it wasn't great, and they, I'm sure they put in some work to it, but that's a pretty quick, uh, you know, put up and, and tear down, essentially, uh, to make this yeah. to make like this happen. Absolutely. Okay, before we get into to the categories, mm-hmm. I wanted to really quickly ask you, who's your favorite Wilson brother? <laughs> We haven't really talked it's, about Luke and Wilson and Owen. It's got to be it's Luke. It's got to be Luke. No, Owen, Owen. Owen Wilson, Owen. Wilson. Let, let me let, let me rattle off some some Wilson brother stuff because Luke. I agree with you. It is it is Owen, but but I I actually think some of the things Luke has done, I, I might rank, I might have a higher like he might have some of my top things that he's in. But I think as far because, as higher career, is that, is that because
0: he's been in more Wes Anderson films?
1: I, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> Basically, it's all the Wes Anderson mil- films. So yeah. we do so bottle so Luke Wilson, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore. He does Charlie's Angels and Legally Blonde, which I love Legally Blonde. Um, Royal Tenenbaums, another Wes Anderson movie. Obviously, this mm-hmm. I'm gonna shout out, he was in a show. I'm sure you didn't watch it because not a lot of people did, but it was a DC show star or called Stargirl. And it's like it's anyway. I know you've never, you did, never heard of DCW, it. But... He's great yeah. at it. All right. Now, Owen Wilson, he does Bottle Rocket as well. He does Armageddon. He does Zoolander, Royal Tenenbaums, Wedding Crashers, and then Cars, which is probably where he's made most of his money, I would assume. And then now he's in currently the Loki shows.
0: You you missed one for Luke. You missed a big one for Luke. What did I miss? Idiocracy. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so if i'm i mean and that's 2006 that's three years after this oh
1: man so that's probably the that's of all these movies if that's not the number one ranking that's top three for sure
0: totally absolutely especially now like that it kind of had a resurgence and it's more of like a it's a cult movie essentially well it's a cult movie but it's also it's also becoming real (laughs) life
1: we got we got to, we got to talk about that movie another time it, it makes me sad but also we need to review
0: it because it's Google. a banger it's movie. a great movie that okay is, psa if you haven't seen idiocracy you need to watch it now especially yeah. in today's age oh man there are so many parallels anyway
1: we're not we're not here talking about that we're here to talk about old school yeah let's get into the categories category one summary IMDB call it the uh the, according to them, this is three friends attempt to recapture their glory days by opening up a fraternity near their alma mater. I don't know if I would say they're recapturing I don't,
0: glory days. I mean that's kind of a, a like that's not why they did it. Yeah. It's it's a byproduct of what they did, but it's not they didn't do it to like they did it because the dean told them they couldn't live there anymore. But
1: I would say it's three friends trying to basically figure out, like, how they exist as adults, right? Like, they're traversing the world of one's gotten married, one has kids, one has just broken up with his girlfriend. They're all kind of aloof and not really sure what they want. And they're maybe they are not necessarily reliving, but they are kind of, like, yeah,
0: trying to find them. Yeah, that brings up a good point. You have no idea how old they are. It's never said. Are they in their late twenties? Are they in their early thirties? Is it old? Are they older than that? I mean, you assume right. late twenties, early thirties, so they're about ten years older than like the college kids that they're hanging out with. But like, it's never actually defined. So it's interesting. Anyway,
1: yeah, I think that's. I was thinking like 20s 20, 20, not twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. That's that's where I was at when I was looking at them. and that's kind of how old they were also when they were filming it. But, but you're right. They could be younger. They could be way older. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. It debuted February 21st, 2003 in the U S and has a runtime of one hour and 28 minutes. It's a fast watch.
0: Yeah. It was over in a hurry.
1: There is not, there are some lulls, but there's not a lot of downtime. Like it's, when I was going through the scenes. It's like, there, you know, they, there's always like times like, when would you skip, when would you go to the bathroom? Like when would you dip out of this?
0: I feel like there there's a couple parts maybe but but it, I, I can think of one in particular what what do you got what is it it was the um when they're doing the meeting at the at like the WAPA house or wherever they are and he's like what te- what he did technically is illegal and they're having that meeting about like what they're gonna do yeah you can go to the bathroom at that or Wilker <laughs> I was like I don't do tests I I do speakers like you don't need to see that scene and that, that'll give you enough time to go to the bathroom and come back sure
1: All right, so the BS rankings, next category. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 60%. The audience score is 86%. And then IMDB gives it a 7.0. Not surprising that it's got a version. Well, that's still certified fresh. Like 60% isn't bad. And the audience score, of course, it's gonna be way higher. Of course. This is this is the time where comedies are being made, but critics don't. Don't like comedies. They don't like stupid toilet humor. You know, they're be- they're better than that. I guess
0: I'm sure that score. Like, if you could see like how that score has changed over time, like over the last like 10 or 15 years, I'm sure it's like a steady decline. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is sad. It should be going the other way. <laughs> totally. All right. The Spielberg Award for directing goes to Todd Phillips. So Todd Phillips also directed Road Trip, starski and Hutch, all the Hangover movies, and then he also did War Dogs and The Joker
0: kinda of did a right turn there.
1: Yeah, right. So if you didn't know this, Todd Phillips, he was actually originally meant to direct Borat, but apparently he <laughs> apparently he, he ran into creative differences with Sasha Baron Cohen during the the infamous rodeo slash star spangled banner scene. And I guess he yeah. thought that was over the top. Can't really blame the guy. Like
0: I mean sorry man, I can't be a part of this anymore. Yeah, but it is pretty funny. There, there are, apparently there is a line.
1: <laughs> right. He does make an appearance in the movie as gangbang guy. Mm-hmm. here for the gangbang <laughs> I'm here for the gangbang And I, I I thought this interesting again, back to his left turn. He, he recently was nominated for Best director for Joker. So I think he's kind of you know made, you know, cut his teeth with comedies, but he's really kind of, uh, yeah, pivoted a little bit to more serious serious uh, films. so that's good for him. He also wrote this, the tarantino Award for writing. he wrote along with Scott Armstrong, Uh, the screenplay. He also wrote the screenplay for Road Trip. Also and some of these movies are ones that he uh, directed as well. Starsky and Hutch, Borat, Due Date. He wrote Hangover 2 and 3 and he also wrote War Dogs and Joker. So his partner Scott Armstrong wrote with him Road Trip, Starsky and Hutch and on his own he also wrote The Heartbreak Kid and Semi-Pro as well as Hangover 2. I like Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro is I think underrated movie.
0: Semi-Pro is pretty good. Another Will Ferrell joint,
1: <laughs> and there are some really funny quotes in there. And I think the I think the, my favorite part is when they're doing the the half court or full court <laughs> free throw challenge for the whatever it is the ten thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. So next category, the Tom Hanks Award for Best Leading Role. So we got three nominees: the three main characters. We got Luke Wilson plays Mitch, Will Ferrell plays Frank the Tank, and Vince Vaughn plays Beanie
0: who's your favorite Bernard <clears throat> um it's it's been so long yeah he kind of drive
1: he's the engine that drives the film a little bit
0: he is you got he, he is. is I mean Luke Wilson like you could like Luke Wilson is the main character it's centered around him it's centered around his life but like having those two in the orbit not to say that like Luke Wilson was kind of like cast aside but like well, yeah they they own those guys owned the scenes that
1: they were in yeah well luke wilson is the straight man will ferrell frank is the comic relief and you've got vince vaughn who really does drive the plot like the reason why all this is happening is because
0: of him he's because he's doing it yeah
1: right <clears throat> yep okay i agree that wasn't much of an argument <laughs> vince vaughn is and also i think it's peak ben, vince vaughn just ranting and wittiness you know that's when he's at his best when he's just like yes. almost handcuffs off and just be like like i mean a perfect a perfect way to sum up his entire character is in like basically his opening scene at the wedding and he's just saying right. don't even don't even get started with me you got to run run out the store as quick as you can
0: right do i look happy to you right now like he is just angry and he has a wife and kids look at her and, look it at de- and it's just oh no no we gotta we, we gotta save that for later <laughs> okay all right all right sorry Yes, lots of good quotes from that one. Um Bitson
1: yeah. <clears throat> wins that award. The other four Jacksons category, this is for secondary characters. And I kinda I kind of try to do this on people who I think have we could argue kind of who has more of these cutscenes by or, or more screen time, I guess. But I kinda I kind of broke this down on kind of the love interests, obviously Jeremy Piven, and then the fraternity people. And everyone else I put in the next category. If that makes sense. So we got Jeremy Piven, who plays Pritchard, Ellen Pompeo, who plays Nicole, Juliette Lewis plays Heidi, Leah Remini plays Lara, Patrick Crenshaw plays Blue. He's, he's been in a few things. He was in Hudsucker Proxy and Nothing to Lose. A lot of these other people we know pretty well, so I'm not really going through their filmography. Jared Mixon plays Weensy, who I we probably both, both know him most from Me, Myself, and Irene. Me, Myself,
0: and Irene. Yeah, totally.
1: Rick... <laughs> Gonzalez plays Spanish. He's also in Coach Carter, and he had a pretty good stint on the TV show Arrow, another DC show that I'll shout out. Matthew Carey plays Hatch. He's actually uh, like a costume department guy, and he, he did that for, for 47 films. And then finally, Simon Helberg plays Jerry, and, and I, I was like, I mean, I knew him, but I, I saw his name in the credits. So I'm like, why do I know that name? Of course, he's obviously Howard. Howard from Big Bang Theory. Man, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's Wallowitz, yeah. Howard is I I I liked him a lot in this movie, and I, and I I I love Howard. Jana hates Howard in Big Bang Theory. I think you either love him or you hate him. I I personally, I personally like Howard, and I think and I
0: can totally see how a a woman would hate him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but
0: I mean, he I think he says the funniest line in the entire show. Are you familiar with that show a little bit? Uh, I, yes. I, I may you not. I, I don't. I didn't go start to finish, but I've seen. Lots of episodes. Did
1: you see the one when he's in space and he's kind of losing his mind. Yes, I did. He, he's got, he's going. They they left dogs up here in the sixties. <laughs> Just losing his fucking shit. Anyway, uh, all right. So, who is your favorite of those secondary characters? And if it's a lot, so if you want to
0: rank, you can do that too. There's t- it's it's tough. Um, I mean, for me, it's probably between Jeremy Piven and. Honestly, an Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Jana even
1: said, "Man, this is the hottest and cutest Ellen Pompeo has ever looked." Like, like what? What did Gray's Anatomy do to her?
0: Probably. Yeah. And, and I,
1: I, I 100% agree. She's absolutely adorable. Um, having said that, though, I don't know how you, how you can't give this to Jeremy Piven. I mean, he's yeah, he's so hateable. I was gonna save this later on for for uh, for inner nerd thoughts, but I'll just ask it now. Is this is this is Jeremy Piven basically auditioning for Ari Gold in this movie? I don't know. It's it's, it's right before it. It's the year before. This is two thousand and three, and 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 Entourage starts in two thousand four. I'm not saying he's really auditioning, but didn't it seem like this is like the evolution of the Ari Gold character? Like he's he's just such a dickhead to all of his underlings, and is like very sarcastic and wisecracking. And I was, and it's almost like the he's about to turn into.
0: He's R- about to R- turn R- into an agent Yeah,
1: i got a lot of ari gold vibes when, when i was uh obviously it's jeremy Piven, but when i was getting when i was watching it all right backup singers so who are some deep cut characters there's some there's some uh pretty good ones here and some people playing themselves so we got perry reeves plays marissa who's speaking of ari gold it's it's mrs ari mrs ari in entourage we got craig Kilborn plays mark elijah Cuthbert plays darcy Sean William Scott plays Peppers. Remember how big Sean William Scott was for a while here? <laughs> he was huge. Mm-hmm. Rob Codry plays Warren, who you probably know him from Children's Hospital. He's just a comedian. He's in a bunch of, stick, bunch of stuff. Annie Dick plays Barry, the oral sex instructor. Matt awesome Warren plays Walsh. And uh, you know him from Veep? Do you, do you watch Veep? No. He's the, he's, he's the what is it, the, uh, the press communications secretary? Press secretary secretary, yeah. yeah. Artie Lang plays Booker, who we know him from Howard Sterns, like that. James Carville plays himself. Snoop Dogg plays himself. Warren G. plays himself. And let's not forget Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn, absolutely. Bloomberg, and he's actually uncredited. So I think he's just Is like... he really?
2: Yeah.
1: He's like, I'll, I'll do it. He's coming. <laughs> Because he's in a he's in a couple scenes. He it's is. not he's like he's bugged. like
0: a flash in the pan and it's like he has lines. He's in a few scenes.
1: Yeah. I guess, you know, the way they do the contracts, I guess he just didn't need to get or didn't want to get paid or whatever. He, so he's uncredited. So weird. Having said all that, who's your favorite deep cut character? I mean,
0: I know who you're gonna say. Um I'm not sure I'm allowed to say say based on But I will I will like as far as like the performance and like what they did, I will say Andy Dick. He's he is he's because just just, he's 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 pretty fantastic in this he's only in that one scene but he's pretty damn good he's throwing the heat in this one for sure he is
1: <clears throat>
0: I personally really
1: like Terry O'Quinn I'm not going to say Elijah Cuthbert is that what you thought I was going to say of course <laughs> <laughs> all Right. uh Elijah Cuthbert would win every award but she she's she's just you know she's not uh yeah later on in her career she wins all the awards um I like it. I like Andy Dick. I think Andy Dick deserves to win. He does. He does. He, he's in there for a little bit and he's just like, has some pretty good scenes.
0: He does. He has some pretty good lines too, so it's
1: funny. Yeah, yeah. So, John Williams category for music. So, the composer was Theodore Shapiro, who also composed um, Tropic Thunder and Devil Wears uh, P- it. Two other things too. Those are the big ones. So, let's talk about the soundtrack. So, uh, the song "Here I Go Again" by White Snake is actually played four times in the movie, <laughs> twice yeah, with words, once without, and once hummed. White Snake mm-hmm. is also mentioned by Mitch when he refer or when he references Nicole's high school denim jacket, and Frank also wears a uh, white Snake t shirt at the end of the movie during the credits. So they're really leaning into White Snake. Really
0: pumping that White
1: Snake. I, I I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. So the Dan Band is the name of the band that plays at the wedding, and they've also appeared in Starsky and Hutch and The Hangover, both directed by Todd Phillips. And uh, I, <laughs> I love I love every moment that they're in the movie for sure. Lady and also Total Eclipse of the Heart are both performed by uh, Dan
0: Finnerty and the Dan Band.
2: Which you point? can actually
0: hire. You could you could have hired them like yeah. Because I remember they got huge. Like you could hire them for a wedding. You really could like, and people were. What's your favorite of those two songs, Lady or Total Clips of the Heart?
1: Total Clips of the Heart. It's because the, when they drop the f bomb and they're just like, absolutely, and everybody,
0: everybody on the dance floor is like, "What did you just say? What is what's is going on?" Love it's it. Very, it was very Megan, Megan stopped what she was doing to watch that scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a fucking great scene. It's awesome. And and Will Ferrell, Speak. does. He does he does really ham it up. Like he he acts like so shocked that no, no, well, I did not And
0: you and like and I and I was looking too, like you can see like even the extras in the background were like, did he really say that? <laughs> so it makes me wonder, did they know he was gonna say that or were they just acting? Oh man, I, I hope they didn't. And he just started like doing the, the like around. Like I feel like like the the cast would, but like the extras around there, because you can see like they're kind of like <laughs> Yeah. like the old people dancing on the dance floor like what's going on yeah i don't
1: know all right scenes nerd out on so i kind of grouped these together kind of for the most part but you may want to throw some extra ones in there so the mitch walks into the heidi orgy is the kind of the starting scene mm-hmm. got the wedding uh kind of put the whole wedding together yeah um, i
0: broke out the band because i had to yeah we just talked to Dan, the Dan band I had to give love to the band so I broke them out but yeah I, I agree Like it's kind of like thing. a
1: three-part it's like a three-part wedding it's like the speech no no it's actually him him like him being talk- it's, the, it's,
0: the, it's the ceremony and Beanie trying to talk him out of it and then it's okay. the band and then it's the speeches I agree in lumping all the section together but like I had to call out well right. I actually called out the band and the speeches separately just with it's a very short scene but it's it's impactful
1: right Mitchell Next scene kind of ends with uh, Frank going streaking. I got the whole forming of the fraternity and just the, the kidnapping of the pledges is kind of the next, the group. And, um, you know, the, I mean, my favorite part about that is when they're, uh, you know, they're, I mean, I mean, it, it's so funny, like having us, you and i been, been in a fraternity before and like to see, like I've heard stories of this and like when pledges are, are accepted, they are kidnapped on campus. We didn't deal with that, obviously, but. No, we were, we this, were already in the house. That is something that schools do. <laughs> But I just, I just, I think of the the part we had where they they put the bag over the guy's head and and what's what's the line he says?
0: Uh, I was like, you, you tell anybody, you tell anybody about this, I'll fucking kill you. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. We'll have him back by tonight. And, and then just, he grabs, the, and then he grabs like the cheese, like the the cheese puffs out of the grocery bag. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And she's just crying, just fucking sobbing. And
0: the and the soundtrack is perfect. Like Master of Puppets is just. <laughs> it's just the perfect song for that like and having like the old uh, 80s like a team band and i love the first one where it's spanish it's, he's he's on his scooter he starts running they just plow through everything he's like you're only making this harder on yourself i just <laughs> totally tackle it but into the water like yes yeah. that's so good That's so good, so good.
1: Yeah. uh i would love to see that sorry not to harp on it but i would love to be just like a a, just, just a casual person walking down the street and seeing that happen, but like also knowing it's a fraternity because otherwise you'd be like, "What the fuck just happened in
0: broad daylight?" <laughs> like, at,
1: just a risky, risky move. On there the
0: were, day. let's be honest, there were probably people that saw us do things and were wondering the same thing.
1: A simpler time. I mean, honestly, could you get away with uh, having giant torches on your roof when you're when you're about to go into a giant party slash hazing event? Not really hazing.
0: Dude, like, when when all your pledges are returning from study hall.
1: Yeah, and you could just see it all the and way. You could back see to it place. like they had. I mean, people had to be like, "What the fuck is going on with that house?"
0: Anyway, or they were like, "Oh, well, it's a fraternity ramp, whatever." And back, they just at, it, back it.
1: at it again. Just a number. Normal Tuesday night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the birthday party is the next scene the ky wrestling which kind of leads into the funeral again what Mm a weird what a weird pairing ky wrestling tournament (laughs) right and then just right into dust in the wind yeah the entire like i don't remember what it was called but them trying to become an official fraternity so it
0: it was charters i wrote it down as charter certification review oh great because i think that's actually what it was
1: i'm sure it was i missed it and i didn't (laughs) So, all right, yeah. so the entire review, so you've got the debate, you've got the exam, you've got the spirit, you've got the athletics. But,
0: yeah, the athletics, everything, yeah.
1: Yep. The chase of Pritchard, to kind of wrap the movie up, and then, I just want to make sure I shout this out, this doesn't win, but the, the, the cut scenes, you've got the- Both of them. You've got both of them, yeah, you've got the, cut scene in, the in the in the grocery store with Frank and Heidi, mm-hmm. and then, you've got the car crash
0: of, what's his name? Um... Uh, well, it's Craig Kilborn, but like, Kilborn, I can't yeah. remember his character. No, like, it, going it, into Pritchard.
1: Craig Kilborn just yeah lands right on top of Jerry Piven is awesome. And then right. and then just to speak about like how ridiculous the movie is, it's one thing to land on him, but then the entire car explodes, which explodes I mean, isn't the thing that happens.
0: Uh, well, and honestly, like even the very end scene, it's like, hey, why don't you go give me a fresh beer? Like, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm ser-. and just and Will Ferrell no, just gets no. god damn it now. I was like, that was good too. Son of a
1: right, right. So, <laughs> all right so what's your favorite of, of of the scenes
0: is there it's it's the trank gun yeah it's yeah I, I, and it's funny because i wasn't sure which one was my favorite and then that scene came on and i'm like that's it because i haven't seen this movie in years but i've seen it a, like dozens of times and it just i just kind of had to remind myself and it was like it was the end of the story as soon as John Williams got came on the scene. I'm like, oh, it's this.
2: Yeah,
1: done. Yeah, I mean, and his 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 express his expression and his reaction to that happening. He is like genuinely like so surprised and excited. He plays that so well. You <laughs> we should pull that shit out. That shit is not cool. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. I like you. You're crazy. And then again, I mean, the best part. And it, 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 upon first watch, you may like think it's funny, but then when you watch it over and over again, just his yeah. fucking whole mitt. Just taking the kid's entire yes. head and just, right. just get it out of the
0: <laughs> across the entire screen and just wiping the and you can hear the kid. He's like, yes. "Oh, just get tossed out of the way." Uh, that is the best scene. I do. I, I, I
1: honorable mention. I think the wedding is pretty fantastic. Just again, that's Vince Vaughn. Just really, really giving his wisecrack shit. He's do like, oh, it. Excuse me. I got a I got a little little tickle in my throat. But yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely the best scene. Okay. The Ledger award for scene stealing? I only put down two people and that's Farrell and Vaughn.
0: And I, I think there's a pretty clear, clear winner here. It's, it's Vince Vaughn. It's yeah. Vince Vaughn. But it, it, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying as far as like, you know, Will Ferrell being more of like the physical comedy, but uh-huh. then Vince Vaughn kind of, kind of cooking. And just kind of letting him go and letting him rant and being that driver of the plot with everything that he does and everything that he says. And it's just, it's him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there aren't many times where you're going to say like, oh, Will Ferrell isn't the scene stealer because he pretty much is in almost every other movie. Even even like Wedding Crashers, like he is like,
0: he is so amazing. Ma, the meatloaf, like that entire part. it's, it's It's a total, yeah, he flips the script on that where, I mean, granted, they're not they're not in scenes together cuz it's him and Luke Wilson for the most part right. but like like that little bit cameo is brilliant in that film.
1: Well, yeah and like you said Mustafa or what's his name Mustafa too Mus- or, uh, Mustafa,
0: Mustafa Mustafa in
1: um, Austin Powers Austin Powers yeah I mean anyway he, he usually is And like, that was just
0: that was just like that was like the taste and then it crashes, I, I, I like even, the main course.
1: I didn't even mention earlier um the ladies man like he's in the ladies man and he's oh, right. he's so good at that he's he's, he's the, the he's jealous the, husband that wants to wrestle the,
0: everyone. He's the he's like the president of like the yeah man with the smiley face tattoo society or whatever that's called. I can't remember. I haven't seen that in a while, but right, yeah. Again, the Greco-Roman uh, wrestling.
1: Like you watch that, so you're like, this dude is fucking going to be something special, and obviously he was so, or is so. And he is, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Vince Vaughn wins that one. All right. Let's talk about Dante's peak. So let's let's talk about our, our peak of these careers for I got four things on here. I got Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and then comedies about college. So let's let's talk about Luke Wilson first. Luke Wilson does Bottle Rock. I already mentioned these before, but now let's talk about dates. So Bottle Rocket in 94, Rushmore in 98, Charlie's Angels in 2000, Legally Blonde in 2001, Royal Tenenbaums in 2001, this is in two thousand three, and then Idiocracy is also is in two thousand six, and I'm again I'm a shout out Star Girl from 2020, 2022. but that's that's probably not going to
0: win. But um, all right, anything else I'm forgetting, or, or what do you think his peak is? So I wrote down my super ex girlfriend just as a joke, just because yep. because I knew he was in it, but I did research. That was the same year as Idiocracy, so, so that's I'm going to go with. 2006. So I am. I'm going to go 2006, mainly because of idiocracy. But like, he was also the lead in. The, the, those are two movies where he was the the absolute lead in. Maybe you not seen, the most have you serious seen, film. Have you seen my super ex girlfriend. I probably have at some point in time. Yeah, I don't recall seeing oh, it a long time ago, but I'm sure I've saw it.
1: Probably in 2006. So I, I respect that, and I do think that's probably his best movie. But man, he is. I mean, he is the lead. He, I think mean, he's the lead in Royal Tenenbaums. That's the best movie on this whole list. So I will. Uh, you're going you're gonna to hate me in a second. I will strenuously object that 2006 is the right answer, but I will also can, not argue against it.
0: Can I tell you a fun fact? Yes, please. I've never seen the Royal Tenenbaums. That is the fucking biggest trap <laughs> I've heard in my entire life. Are you serious? I'm absolutely. I'm a hundred percent serious. I've never seen that movie. <clears throat> I'm not. Sam, often, Gene I'm like not Gene often, Hackman like all those who like
1: nothing. I'm never not saw. often speechless, and I'm fucking speechless right now. Have you seen other Wes Anderson movies? Have you seen like Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and Grand Buda, Budapest Hotel? But for Life for those Aquatic. of you
0: that can't see me, I am shaking my head no to everything he's. Said. Life.
1: You never saw Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? Nope. <laughs> So you've never seen a Wes Anderson movie? I don't think so. This is fucking bonkers to me. I don't. How are we friends? I don't understand. What's the most recent one? I don't know. It just came out.
0: I know it just came out. I haven't but seen I that see it yet
2: because I
1: because I'm I'm uh, I'm old and don't go to theaters anymore. Um, I know. I want to see Oppenheimer, and I just won't. Well, the French just <laughs> Pack. No, that was 2021. The most recent one is Asteroid City. Yeah, that movie just looks so weird. They're all fucking weird. They're all weird. And I, I all just, right. I, I'll tell you what we're going to find it. All right. Future episode idea. Let me run it by you right now while you while everyone can listen. OK. Why don't we do a watch along with Royal bombs and record our commentary as we're watching it? Ooh, That sounds like
0: fun. OK. Some mm-hmm. mystery science theater 3000. Shit. Yeah.
1: Fuck Yeah. <laughs> And so we can say, "All right, guys, everyone hit play right except, now."
0: Except we'll actually seriously watch it instead of make fun of it.
1: Well, no, we'll just be commenting, or maybe on.
0: I'll make, maybe I'll make fun of it. Who They'll knows? be
1: making fun of parts for sure, but you're you're gonna I'll like see. you're gonna fucking love it. And I think doing a live watch along would be fun for people to participate into. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm done with that market, dude. All right. Good. All right. Love it. Okay. Next. Dante's peak for Will Ferrell. So he's got a really interesting. Well, I mean, his career has been great, obviously, but he starts in SNL from 95, 2001. Austin Powers, as we mentioned, in 97. Zoolander in 2001. This is in 03. Elf is in 03. Anchorman's 04. Wedding Crashers 05. Step Brothers 08. And then Other Guys is in 2010, which I kind of put that on there, even though I know it's not his peak. It's just a great movie. Because it's awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: Megan. So that is that's a movie that every time it's on, and I still have I still have cable. So like if it's on TV, I'm watching it. Yeah, I can't I can't not watch that movie. Like doesn't matter where it is in there, I have to watch that movie. I mean, just to, just I know this isn't about the other guys, but
1: like just the balls they had to kill off the characters they do at the beginning. <laughs> the Rock and Samuel
0: L. Jackson. I think yeah, I think awesome. the, yeah, that movie is great,
1: and it's fun to have. I mean, you honestly—you kind of have. I don't know. They're both playing straight guys, and they're also
0: both playing ridiculous people at the same time. Well, that's kind of the beginning of that relationship because they've been in several movies together, like the the stepdad's thing. They've they've made a couple of those. So, like Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home. Yeah. yeah. All right. So,
1: having said that, you're what are you voting for here? Peak. So I
0: I did no research, and I wrote down Anchorman. Yeah, I
1: think that's right.
0: I, Shoot, I, just I, shooting I, from the hip, like it's it's Anchorman.
1: So I think Anchorman is is correct for our age group, but I wonder if we were to ask people that are younger, and as we get further away, I think I think it's going to be Elf long term.
0: No, that's or, a good point. But right now, it's Anchorman. But I, I do think that's in a, five, ten years, a, the the Christmas because yeah, it, and you start to see it now because like people our age the movie we have to watch at christmas is christmas vacation
2: yeah but
0: the answer that some people have is elf if
2: and you more, more people and
0: nephew, it's elf niece and nephew they're going to say absolutely elf. it's fucking hilarious and maybe in maybe in my, my kids in you know 6 7 years they're going to say elf now yeah. maybe i'll brainwash them enough to say christmas vacation because they will be watching that too yeah. but they might say elf Right. And and
1: I think if we're like, what movies do you guys want to watch, kids? I don't think Anchorman's near the top of the list. Elf is, though. Totally. 100%. Okay, let's talk Vince Vaughn next for his peak. Now, he's got a really cool career in a lot of different type of movies, um, especially starting off. So he starts off with Rudy in 93. He does Swingers in 96. That's definitely his breakout role. Lost World in 97. That's his first attempt at an action movie. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But what? yeah. He was a yeah, very yeah. psycho now he's doing a horror movie in 98 <clears throat> playing bateman he does this in 2003 be cool in 2005 wedding crashers in 2005 the breakup in 06 fred claus in 07 i had to put four christmases on there in 08 because four christmases is that's, such under, that's a good that's a solid movie i like that movie so underrated and people like don't even know it is where they're like yeah eh, <clears> <got."> like, watch <throat> it again man. that's freaking great you need to watch it yeah and then he did do he did True Detective in 2015 for season two, but that's kind
0: of, you know, years later. Season two is kind of the the worst one of the three, unfortunately for him. Definitely the worst one of the three, yeah. So I think I have an answer here. I think it's got to be Wedding Crashers, right? I, uh, again, zero research, one movie written down, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, okay. Well, because it builds on, it builds on what you were talking about for this movie where he's just kind of ranting and like he kind of goes on those like spiels or rants and wedding crashers that's all it is it's one after another after another after another even when he's even when he's dating it's still one after another after another Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's Will Ferrell cooking and that's it yeah or Vince Vaughn yeah
1: I'm sorry Vince Vaughn all right wedding crashers it is I, I agree you know, don't sleep on breakup though. I know it's not as peak, but I, I it might be my it's definitely one I, I quote and I think about a lot more than
0: I've song. definitely I definitely appreciate the movie because I've seen it.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: It's pretty good. Okay. Last one, comedies about college. So I don't have them all on here and you may want to add more, but I was just kind of thinking about a movie that is movies that are really essentially take place almost one hundred percent on a college campus. So we got Animal House in seventy eight. Revenge of the Nerds in '84, real genius. '85, Back to School. '86, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Legal Blonde in 2001. National Lampoon's Van Wilder in 2002. Accepted a last a last minute edition. Accepted. Well, this is in 2003, obviously. Accepted in 2006,
0: and then I do like that one. Then Monsters University in 2013. So one one. One glaring miss of someone who's actually in this movie is PCU. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yep. Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven uh? and John Favreau. That's in the nineties, right? That is in the nineties and I love that movie. I mean let me look it up real quick. I don't know where it was. Ninety four PCU. All right, right, yep. Uh, yeah, I did miss about fifteen years. I love that
1: movie. I do. love that one as well. Having said that, what's
0: what's what do you think the peak is? I, I, I think I have an answer here. I, I Again, I have an answer as well, and it's Animal House. Isn't it weird to like think that like the
1: peak was in like the late seventies? But like, is there a better? If, there if, is. There is no better. If you say to someone, "Name a college movie," there everyone's going to say Animal House. Everybody's going to say Animal House. Like maybe I mean I honestly like even like the most post like popular poster from that movie is is Belushi wearing the college shirt.
0: <laughs> I had it up in my room.
1: For yeah. four years in the fraternity. Yeah, I think that though maybe if you asked certain people, they might say Legally Blonde. I think Legally Blonde is honorable mention for second. I don't know personally. You go ask Megan what her favorite college movie is. She's gonna. She's probably gonna say that. I think Jana would probably say the same thing.
0: Pat would definitely say the same thing.
1: Pat obviously would say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry,
0: Pat. But I think you're right. Animal House. I think it's Animal oh. House. I think it, it's the OG. Yeah. All right. Next category: The quilter. Raven. <clears throat> Wait, I, I had one more. Dante speak. Jeremy Piven. Oh, it's Ari, Ari Gold from uh, Entourage. It is a it is a thousand percent Ari Gold. I did list some other things. Obviously, PCU. He's been doing a show on on PBS called Mister Selfridge that has actually been getting some decent reviews, but it's, I mean, Alex- it's Entourage.
2: I
1: liked. I mean, PCU is fucking. I'm. I'm actually sad. I'm. I'm disappointed in myself for not
0: listening to PCUs. That is one of my favorite movies. And then um, he was in that movie. He was in that movie, The Goods, about the um, with like Bing Rames and a couple other people about the, like the used car salesman. But like, I watched that movie, and he's just playing Ari Gold. That's right. All he he's just playing Ari Gold in a movie. About I think a at a certain point
1: salesman. he kind of became Ari Gold. <laughs>
0: That's just not only what he's known
1: for, but also like, kind of his personality. <laughs> Definitely his acting, yeah. acting personality for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Cool the Raven, Nevermore yeah. award for favorite quotes. So let's just take turns and say the ones we want to say. Um, I'm going to start because uh, I already <clears lived throat> this, so I didn't get to finish it. So uh, true love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love, and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego, and a couple of. Nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a goddamn magic, goddamn screwed, magic show. Like Double team <laughs> I forgot how long that went on. Like I thought Vincent cut one. him off way earlier than that. Oh he, no, he
0: doesn't. He just he just lets him go. Let's him go. Okay. Let's him go. I mean again, we talked about this before we started recording where we quickly realized like how many of these do we use like in everyday life and have used in everyday life for the last 20 years? Like this one judging watching look at the baby look at the baby like that's i mean there's a lot more to that quote but like that's the meat of the quote oh
1: yeah i'd say that all the time look at the baby look at the baby yeah look at the baby look at the baby okay so you can probably help me with this we can go back and forth a little bit so mitch says i've had a hell of a day even worse week and all i want to do is get some fucking sleep and beanie
0: says do you have this written down why you gotta do it why in front of the kid with the effing All you gotta say earmuffs you tell it earmuffs you can say fuck shit bitch whatever you want talk balls all right okay I'm just prove a point Frank you don't have to celebrate it (laughs) yeah (laughs) looking so good so good so good um and then another one uh, actually from one other one from the party after that was it's oh we're gonna have a nice little Saturday we're gonna go to Home Depot (laughs) Maybe Ben Matthew I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Again, every – like, any Saturday, we're going to go to Home Depot.
1: Yeah. Maybe Ben So, speaking of it's so good. Fill it up. Fill it up again. Once it you hits your lips, it's so good.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Another another um, kind of subtle one. Well, so it's after Frank streaks, and he gets in the car, and he's like, Honey, you think KFC's still open? <laughs> Get in the car, Frank. Get in uh, the car, Frank.
1: I, uh, I definitely say this one. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even I don't even know about, you know? <laughs> what, are we not? I, I thought we were in the trust. In, the are we not in the, we're the trust not,
0: tree? Are we, are we not? not there? Are we not? No? <laughs> so one that I always like that's a little different because it's not one of the main characters that says it was Wincy because <clears throat> he's they're talking about, he's like, I'm going out of school. My life is over. Like, my mom's gonna kill me. It's like, she's not gonna kill you. It's like, yeah, she is. She, she told me when I left for school, Wincy, if you screw this up, I'll kill you. She showed me the knife. Show me the gun. <laughs> yeah, the knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I've always loved that quote. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so
1: Beanie says, and this is at the wedding, there's so many good ones here. All right, let me be the first to say, congratulations to you then. You get one vagina for the rest of your life. Real smart, Frank. Way to work it through. Way to work it through.
0: <laughs> to work it through. She, she's she's coming down the aisle, Beanie. Let it go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's so many. Well, I honestly, writing. I stopped writing them down. Well, just I, I, I do I'm say like, a lot. I do
1: say a lot. <laughs> like I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker.
0: <laughs> I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker.
1: It stops right there, and it continues right here, because I think what my friend Mitch is trying to say is, True love is blind. True love, love is blind. Uh, I got one more, which we—I sh- mean, we kind of mentioned it, but you got
0: a fucking dart in your dart in your neck, man. <laughs> <laughs> pull it out. That shit is not cool. Wait, wait, wait. Pull what out? Totally. Yep. You're crazy, yeah. man. I like you. you I like
1: it. you, but you're crazy. Uh, so many great quotes from this this film next category you're canceled so what we need to get rid of if we were to remake this today we already kind of mentioned this that it's going to be pretty tough to make this right now with all the i don't know just just
0: people to take things too seriously definitely we mentioned we 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 mentioned pcu and yeah right
2: and, and there it's are a lot that. of that there
1: are some homophobic like using the f-word like the homophobic I, slang i did i, I wrote that down because
0: that's in like the first like five minutes
1: That was that was kind of i don't know if starlings right where it was like oh they're <laughs> jumping like, oh, around it's gonna, be, it's gonna be that kind of movie all yeah, right then. but but then they they kind of go away from it that's just kind of like an immediate shock and awe type thing but mm-hmm. honestly other than that i really didn't think that i mean i know that i'm sure we could nitpick this if we wanted to but frankly i i didn't really feel like there were a lot of moments that i was like I wasn't super cringe, like essentially
0: after that. I was like, this is this is fine probably. I think so. I mean, no, I agree. Like there wasn't a lot of like there weren't know, there moments wasn't...
1: where I'm like, hey, cut that scene <clears throat> out. It was more of a just this overall type of movie doesn't get made anymore. Like
0: exactly. Like, would this movie get made? Probably
1: not. No, right. I agree. Okay. So the next category, this is gonna be hard. Another Spider Man again. Who we remaking? So first thing I need to say again is that, is that as far as I know, I did some research. There just aren't these type of comedic people. Like even on SNL stars, like right now we don't really have, I mean, we've got, what's his name from uh, SNL that seems to be popping up and stuff, which I actually like him. He's in Butt Kiss and he's in, what's his name? The skinny guy that gets with all the girls.
0: Um, oh, uh, Pete Davidson.
1: Davidson, thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but like, like think about like I've I've got I've got his name on my list for something.
1: Okay, all right, good. So, but you think about these kind of actors. Here are the big comedians in our world right now. We've got Aziz Ansari. He's forty. Michael Sarah, thirty five. I guess maybe that could work. Craig Robinson is fifty one. S- Seth Rogen forty one. John Mulaney is forty. Nick Kroll is forty five. Like a lot of these guys are like past these. Ages of when these characters are supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they could play them. They could probably do it. So, so let, let me. I'm give. I'm going to give you my. I have. I, I'm doing a grouping. I, earlier we talked about maybe. Oh, do I have them. Uh, I,
2: I have. I'm
1: going to cast all three at <clears throat> once. Um. So you're going to pay cast Mitch, Frank, and Beanie all at once. At once. Uh, Mitch Got is it. supposed to be, or Mitch apparently was, or I don't know if Mitch was 32, but. Um, Luke Wilson is 32. Okay. Frank is 35, Beanie is 33. I'm, I'm just going by the ages of the actors. I don't know if that's actually how but let's just say early 30s. So, my 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 idea is to recast based on a popular trio, a trio that was in the movie that awkward moment. We've mentioned I've mentioned this trio before. I want to have, have a little reunion. So, I got Michael B Jordan playing Mitch, playing the, basically the narrator, straight man. Zach Efron plays Frank, the tank. Mm-hmm. Miles Teller plays Beanie. And I, and I, okay. like, I really like one of them. I think that trio is great. If you haven't seen the
0: awkward that awkward moment, probably I, I probably, I probably have at some point in time. Like, I think no, I know I have. Okay, it's just I, I that's a that's a movie that I probably have seen once. Yeah, and well, I would recommend seeing
1: those. Those three are great together. <laughs> I think those three could that knock this out of the park, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to envision. I, I think Miles Teller would kill this as Beanie. He's got that
0: sarcastic, witty, fucking fast talking. Yeah, the only one on the only one that I feel shaky on is Frank.
1: Yes, I agree, but I think that Zac Efron mm-hmm. could maybe play that as a used to be cool guy, used to be a frat guy, and now he's like doing the frat thing again. Hmm. Anyway, so all right i don't like my ideas that much i like miles taylor i couldn't think of anybody else what do you got you, you're gonna win this category
0: for sure so i've got so so we'll start with mitch so i went i was just doing so i was i was trying to figure something out so first name i have is kumail nanjiani
1: mm.
0: as mitch <clears throat> i like that and then i also have colin jost i might like that and way. i <laughs> and i have john and i have john mulaney so i think of those three yeah Mulaney can play a sad sack can't he yes he can but yeah i, I he... probably like i probably like jost or Mulaney probably more but i do like i think kamail could do it just because he can play that he can play that sh- that straight character not mm-hmm. like sexuality straight but like that straight character no no he, he
1: was he was good in that um what's that movie the called? big was it the big sick big sick he's great in that movie mm-hmm. sorry real quick tangent i just have to i have to mention the, the best quote from that entire movie is <laughs> he goes nine eleven, huh <laughs> he goes yeah we lost seven of our best guys that day <laughs> you remember that part I, fucking, I, I laugh out loud so anyway sorry okay i think that we got to go with I think Melanie. I think Mulaney wins that one. Well, hold on. Let, let, let let's let's not. We we have to figure out they have to pair with each other better. So,
0: or make sure they pair with each other for this to work. So, who do you got for Frank? So Frank, I only had one name. Yeah, Adam Devine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know Adam Devine. Bumpers.
1: Yeah.
0: Or bumper. He was the only name. I, he was the, he was the only name I had. Yeah, his name Bumper, from uh from uh, Pitch Perfect. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Okay. And <clears> then throat> for throat> yeah, Beanie, for Beanie, I have Pete Davidson. Okay, but then I also had Jay Farrow. Well, oh, that's not bad. Okay, but Pete was my Pete. Pete was my first choice. Okay, so I here, here here's what I think we
1: here's here's what I think. I think we do Miles Teller for Beanie. I think for Frank, we do Adam Levine. And then I think for Mitch, I think you gotta go with that, with that, with those guys, and you gotta go uh gotta go
0: probably Jost. Maybe Millennium. I think lay's too old. He might be too old, especially since he's been to rehab. Yeah. He's aged. Yeah. <laughs> he really has. Yeah, <laughs> he's aged.
1: All right next category to stream or not to stream is this better well, I had, I different? had
0: some other I had some other oh. characters oh you got more oh you want to recast more people I then? do I okay. I do have more characters so uh Bernard's wife so yep. the Leah Remini character I put Amy Schumer <laughs> yeah she
1: could she definitely pulled that off I I think the problem though with Amy Schumer is she'd probably want like
0: some more lines in it she's right? yeah she's too much of a lead uh, and then the only other, so I have two more uh, for Marissa. I put Aquafina, mm-hmm. just because I wanted her in something. <laughs> and then I do, and then I, I do think like Aquafina
1: is better as like a fraternity member though. Like now you know we she don't. Then have to be, be specific anymore. I think she'd be better <clears throat> as like a like a weensy type. <laughs> yeah,
0: she might be good as a fraternity member. Um And then. And then the older one I couldn't find one for Nicole, but then Gordon Pritchard, Cheese. I put Kieran Culkin.
1: Oh man. After seeing him in succession, he can be in anything he wants to be. He would be a really good dickhead. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, put Kieran that was, for sure. That was all I had. Now I'm done. That's great. Love it. So next category to stream or not to stream, is this better as a TV show? I said no, but I also think like given the state of the way they do things nowadays, that's probably how they would release this. Like this could be like yes. a this could be like a yeah, like like season 1 is them forming the fraternity and then maybe every yeah, season I, after that is just a new new pledge class, you know?
0: I went a different way. So for the streamer not to stream, I said personally it's way better as a movie. Yeah, like, I'm glad I I'm glad they didn't make a sequel. I was like, I don't have any knowledge as to whether that was ever considered or not. But if it was, they made the right decision not to do it. For sure. So but as far as like. What happens next? Which is the next category tomorrow. Tomorrow is another day. What happens next? Yeah, I built on yeah. yours a little bit to where if you were going to do this as a TV show, every season could be a new chapter. Opening a new chapter at a new school, the fraternity expands. Oh, I love it! So Mitch, Mitch becomes the president of the entire fraternal organization, and then each season could be a new chapter opening up, and hilarity ensues while they try to gain members, gain approval, and then obviously party their asses off.
1: And they send Frank in there to to do reconnaissance work and. Uh, Beanie is the drum
0: up recruiting and like everything. Beanie's the mouth, and then <laughs> Mitch is the god Mitch is still the godfather, but he's the godfather of an entire fraternal organization. Oh, man. That's fun. So if you could so if it was gonna be a series like a Netflix or whatever like that, like that's what I would do.
2: <laughs>
0: Expansion. Uh, I think that's
1: great. And actually I actually kind of had a little bit to actually put in here, like as far as what happens tomorrow. I said Beanie also uses this way to recruit employees to his business (laughs) post-COVID. That's a great idea. (laughs) So it's a a mixture of them for, like, pledging but also working for uh, Sound City, whatever it was called. Speaker City. Speaker City. Yeah, especially, like, the college
0: kids that need jobs.
1: Yeah. Ironically, Frank, like, even though he becomes, like, the main guy, he – like, Beanie's the one using this, like, for kind of, like, ladies – Like Frank doesn't even there's no like there's no interaction with him and a lady at all. I
0: I think that at a certain point that not until the very 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 end, the cutscene is the only interaction of like where it's like paying off. Whereas Beanie talks a good game, and then he actually gets like cornered in his room with a girl who wants to like, hey, does this pull out? Like, oh, is this a futon? I was like, could you show me? It's like, well, I'm married. I can't do this. It's like (laughs) you talk a good game, but. Yeah. It. he's also
1: like scared about it uh, when it's all when it all comes down to it um <clears throat> i think the fraternity itself it becomes the most popular of all time but then i think that it definitely gets shut down <laughs> but they're on double secret probation it becomes like animal house yeah you argue animal house is the sequel to this movie <laughs> right years later uh anyway okay nerd facts so let's just kind of take turns here. The the idea for the film came when writer and director Todd Phillips was actually talking to a friend of his who had seen and enjoyed Phillips's movie Frat House, which came out in 1998, and told him, quote, you know what would be funny is a movie about older guys who start a fraternity on their own, end quote. And basically Phillips wrote it after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which it is funny. Totally- that, is, that, that is a fun idea. <laughs> we kind of We talked about this a little bit earlier. The film was mainly shot On the westwood campus of ucla the aerial shots of the fictitious harrison university however were harvard and they had been shot for road trip Mm. another classic i love that movie that is a great movie
1: some of luke wilson's scenes uh were done in one take like so for example like when he when he comes home (laughs) with with the uh with the orgy the crew nicknamed him quote one take wilson end quote
0: that's a good moniker like, that's a, that's, yeah, you should be proud about
1: Clint Eastwood. Be proud of that. He would be Clint Eastwood's favorite actor. Because yes, Clint, be. Clint is known for, we got it. One take, one take, we're
2: out of here.
0: According to director Todd Phillips, the rhythmic gymnastics routine scene was actually written for Luke Wilson to portray. However, Wilson refused to shoot the scene because he was exhausted due, due to a long day of shooting the day before. Will Farrell was asked to step up. And do the scene instead. In the background, you can actually see wilson Wilson's look of exhaustion. I, I think Feral killed it. I can't imagine Wilson I, doing it. Feral just does it so great. I agree. I agree.
1: <clears throat> so Snoop Dogg agreed to cameo in this film so we could play Huggy Bear in Starsky and Hutch. And basically, Todd Phil <laughs> kind of used this to bribe him and essentially said, So when I went to him, I said, I want you to do Huggy Bear. He was really excited. And I said, Oh, yeah. Also, you do this little thing for me—an old school little cameo. So we kind of had to do it, I think, for the most most part. Hey, good cameo. Hey, you.
0: It's uh, a great cameo.
1: Let's go streaking. Hey, bring your bring your green hat. Let's, hey,
0: you. Bring your Snoop Snoop a loop. Bring your <laughs> green hat. <laughs> Speaking of streaking, mm-hmm. Frank Streaking scene was shot on a city street. As Will Ferrell remembered it, one of the storefronts was a 24-hour gym with stairmasters and treadmills in the window. He said, quote, I was rehearsing in a robe and all these people are in the gym watching me. I asked one of the production assistants, shouldn't we tell them I'm going to be naked? Sure enough, I dropped my robe and there were shrieks of pure horror. <laughs> After the first take, nobody was at the window anymore. I took it as a sign of approval.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking while I was watching him like, he's definitely naked during this. There's there's so um... t-
0: he's totally well, and especially like his personality, like you know, he just went he went full Monty. Mm-hmm. He, really, really, he was really—he's all into it. So
1: mm-hmm. the man who played Marissa's father and gave her away at the wedding is Will Ferrell's accountant. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Real weird, yeah. <laughs> the photo of Blue's funeral is actually actor Patrick Crenshaw's real photo from the Navy.
1: Hmm. I, I, I actually, I remember thinking that when I was watching it on the rewatch earlier this week. Like, that's definitely him in real life. Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about what we think happens next, but there was actually a plan to produce a sequel with the main characters wow. on college spring break. But apparently, Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn both had the same reaction and essentially thought that it, the story was repeating itself. So they decided not to do it.
0: That is the correct answer. I am glad. That <clears throat> no
1: sequel. Right. Basically, last category: inner nerd thoughts. So did we learn anything? I had a couple thoughts, and and I so first of all. A friend of mine, Rex, he went to USC, and he has talked about Will Ferrell. Rex, yeah, I know you know Rex. I'm telling (laughs) the audience. Okay, all right. So, so the (laughs) Will Ferrell apparently also went to USC and was very well known in in fraternity life as far as being like a big frat guy.
0: Like, it doesn't surprise me.
1: Infamous stories and everything. So my question is, and it's not really—it's it's a rhetorical question—but do you think he's just live, reliving his USC days? Do you think that like everything he's doing in that movie is essentially what he did when he was a AP <laughs> guy at USC? Because I I do believe that.
0: I think if I think if what Rex says is true, that is then it is one thousand percent he is just reliving what he did in college. Yeah. So he's not he's not acting. I mean, he is acting, but like he's playing himself twenty like. 10 years younger however old he was yeah <laughs> i totally agree so that's all i really
1: had i mean the only other question i asked myself was man i, I just hope at some point we get back to movies like this mm-hmm. that can can they're just unrealistic and so... fun at themselves
0: and can just have a good time and no one has to fucking so... all upset about it they're so fun and like that's just let's suspend reality for two hours and just have a good time and be able to make fun of ourselves. Like how hard is that? Apparently pretty difficult, but like I totally agree. Like, let's just, let's not get so upset. Let's
1: all just have a good time, you know? <laughs> Can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> well, so this movie, the impact, uh, last category, it budgeted about $24 million estimated and it grossed over $87 million. Dollars. So,
0: again, so that goes back to what I was saying before. of was like, hey, this was easy to make. Let's start. Let's rinse and repeat. Let's start cranking these out. Let's make some money from the studio perspective.
1: Yeah, totally agree. But nowadays, if you don't make a billion dollars, you're a utter failure, which is sad. True. Well, old school, 20th
0: anniversary. If you haven't seen it. Where have you been? What are you doing with yourself? Go watch. What are you it. doing with your life? I mean, I know I haven't seen Wes Anderson films, and I guess you can say the same thing about me, but that's not this.
1: Why'd you bring that up again? I would
0: forgotten about it and now I'm sad again. I'll now I'm just gonna keep reminding you.
1: Uh that's okay. Look <laughs> forward we, to that Hey, we got a
0: good episode. episode. We got a good episode idea out of it. Though, we do have sure. a really good episode. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna write that down as soon as we we get out of here.
1: So yeah. uh quick thank yous. I'm gonna thank Jana for heading off to her sister's house <coughs> all day to allow me to uh do some recording and have some good family time so Janet, there you go I know you always thank your wife and everything you're so nice but I'll, I'll no, actually, I'm not gonna I'll give her a shout well, to I'm not you.
0: gonna not gonna thank anyone actually can I, this
1: time can I give can I give a, a reverse <clears throat> thank you a sarcastic thank you thank you to thank you to a certain company that I will not name that um has uh has made it to where I I have, have not had a cell phone that I can use without Wi-Fi for over over two weeks so um Thanks for that and let's hope that they get that fixed in the
0: near future. Thank you. Air quotes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot guys. Appreciate it. No, oh, I was I was going to say cuz we were just there. Congratulations to our friend Pascal Gonzalez. Mm. Change of command. We were we were both recently in North Carolina for his change of command but more importantly his retirement. Yeah. Retirement from the United States Marine Corps after 20 years of meritorious service. It was a cool ceremony. Yeah. We were both there. we it was in the hangar. It was awesome to be there with him to to celebrate that moment. And now he's gonna go uh be an airline pilot. At least that's what it seems like. We'll see what we'll see. Hopefully hopefully that happens. But that's the plan.
2: Yeah.
1: Congratulations, Lieutenant Colonel Pascal J. Gonzalez. I'm really excited and also terrified for him to be a pilot of ours during a uh some type of domestic flight. Um right. Just because i know too much about him and he'll be amazing but it's just weird it's weird when your friends uh become adults and do things like that and uh <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait he's, i can't wait either he he
0: deserves everything he gets because he's like, seriously the best dude i was actually thinking about it and i was like i want to be on his first flight like i want to know when it is i, I said just, that to just too, to, just to book it like i don't care where it's going like i'll fly down to atlanta and just go to wherever he's going just to be on his first flight. I would Dude, totally do that.
1: I told, I said that to Jana last night. I go, I don't know when Pascal's going flying, but whenever it is, I wanna be on his first flight. All right, so you and I, we're gonna fly to, And I know Kegel's Bad. in. So, because he, he lives us. there.
0: Yeah. 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 We, it doesn't matter care. where he's going. I don't care where he's going, because it's gonna be close. Like, yeah. And then we'll just spend the night there and then
1: go home. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pascal, if you're listening to this, we're in. We'll see you on your first flight <laughs> sometime this fall. Sometime this fall. All right, well, as always, we love our listeners, so please share, rate all the uh, on all the platforms, obviously. So you can send us show suggestions to new cool podcast at gmail.com. You can always like us on all the socials and uh, also watch our uh, video um, episodes on YouTube. Our next episode is going to be a big one, and we're going to bring in another Lambert for it, and we're going to talk about Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that's gonna be a big one
0: that's gonna be a long one
1: i can't wait i cannot wait
0: well until then
1: that's one we have to be in person for so yeah to be in person we have to probably do a lightsaber fight it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be epic well until then uh we will see you next time everybody see ya bye-bye
0: you're my boy blue is that all you're gonna do that just that no 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 i was just <laughs> like are we starting all right ready count me down
1: three two one you're my boy blue
2: you're my boy oh, should i cut you off start over do it again <laughs> okay all right three two one